Hello! Ho, ho, ho! And welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast that has not been about fantasy football for over two years. I am your host and commissioner, Patrick Polk, and I am here to talk about holiday movies with some league members. This is the second attempt at doing this, possibly the first episode. And my guest today is Abby Saul. Hello, Abby. Hello. Happy holidays, Pat. Happy holidays uh-huh. to you, too. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I stick to the word holidays. Why? We are talking about one of my favorite Christmas movies, The Holiday, today. The Holiday. So put the call out to the league to talk about movies, uh, holiday movies they wanted, and this was your choice. Previously, Alex um chose Elf, and we were... We had a conversation over the computer about it. I don't believe a recording of his half of the conversation exists, but in my mind, it was great. Uh, so this might be to listeners just back to back, Abby. Boom, boom. After uh, our long Halloween pod. Well, I I know I'm a league favorite, so you know you absolutely to the and pod. beyond, not oh, just the thank league. You. Just <laughs> the whole internet is clamoring for more Abby. Absolutely. So, so, why did you choose The Holiday? What are your thoughts on the movie The Holiday? Why is it special well, to you? Um, I watched this movie in college, so I whenever like 14 years ago or something, and this is my experience of first watching it. I was doing a movie night with a friend, and we borrowed two movies from a neighbor, and one of them was Miracle, about the U.S. beating Russia at the Olympics, uh-huh. and the other one was the holiday. And they were presented to us as the miracle being like, or miracle being one of the best movies of recent memory and so uplifting and great. And I love a sports movie, and so we were very excited about that. And then the holiday was fine. And so we watched both, and we both, my friend Katie and I, loved the holiday and were sort of like fairly overwhelmingly charmed by it and we're very disappointed in miracle i thought it was just okay um i've only seen that one the one time so i can't speak on that but the holiday i think i've watched almost every year since then so um i watch it just at christmas time and i don't watch it other times um but it is for sure a favorite again overwhelmingly because of the charm of the whole experience of watching it so that's why i chose it excellent so charm Charm was your... Yeah. Charm, it's, you know, I think it's festive without being, like, too Christmassy. I can talk about my favorite things of it, but I think really, like, I think for this kind of romantic, pseudo-Christmassy movie, it's a little different than the standard thing. I like the dual stories. I like um, some of the facets that aren't just about love. Um, And then I also think it's... It's pretty well written for this kind of thing. I'm not saying that it deserves any writing awards for many reasons, but like I think it it surprised me the first time I watched it, and I I continue to be sort of charmed by the structure of it um, every time I come back to it, and I think that it hits the right le- level of sappiness to be sort of a nice Christmas movie for sure. I have now seen it so many times, and it's sappy enough that I'm not watching it outside of the Christmas season. That, that must but be really hard enjoy. for you to <laughs> so only hard. watch it sometimes <laughs> instead of every day. Done every day. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I do think that 
the beginning with, of Cameron Diaz is insufferable. And as uh. I was watching it this year and trying to think about notes for this podcast, I was like, we just got to get Cameron Diaz to the cottage. We just got to get her to the cottage. And then when we got to the cottage, I was like, okay, actually, we just got to get Cameron Diaz to Jude Law. And once Jude Law is there, everything's okay. But before that, I fully admit and embrace that her parts are insufferable. They are insufferable, especially at the beginning. Yes. Do you have um, feelings on that, Pat? <laughs> so this was my first time watching it all the way through. I think I was like familiar with this movie. Um, it's even possible that I've been around like when it, when maybe like Megan or Jen were watching it like part of the time. Like maybe I caught glimpses, but I definitely had never watched it before. And overall, didn't love it. Uh, <laughs> but there were, there were some highlights. Uh, I, I do understand the appeal of the two storylines and you know for fun people for sure you know I, all four of the main leads were you know are very entertaining actors and actresses yes. um and i can definitely understand an anglophile just really digging on sure. the english side of the story and i guess you could argue that both sides are the english side because you have the english setting or you have the english person so mm-hmm. uh so yeah, the, the cottage was cute, and and uh, and so I, I see the some elements of the coziness, uh, but I yes, uh, I, I made a top three and a bottom three aspects of this movie list, and definitely Cameron Diaz is one of them for me. I her character was very rough. Uh, yeah, I, Cameron I Diaz, Cameron Diaz is like the top two of my worst reasons for this film. Like she is, if we're doing top three, bot like bottom three, the bottom top rungs of the bottom are Cameron Diaz for sure. I think she especially is like she's she's just insufferable especially at first. Like she's overacting, like what she's acting is pretty dumb. I don't like like she cuts movie trailers so when they do like these movie trailers about her life, I find those to be very dumb. I completely agree with that. She's insufferable in the especially in the beginning. I think she softens when she's actually with Jude Law. I think there's moments where she's great in their storyline. Um but especially the beginning. And then I would say too, I don't mean to be going off order, but I think that Kate Winslet is great throughout until the end when she starts acting quite a bit like Cameron Diaz at the beginning. And that's my other least favorite part is that I think there are moments where the writing and the acting uh, goes too over the top. And those are not my favorite moments. Fair, fair. Um, So... Here, uh, let's just talk before I get into top three and bottom three. I'll just point out some random observations that I had, and you, and you can if if there's anything, I would be curious to know if watching it, you know, the twentieth time, if you picked up anything new. Um, first of all, <laughs> I, so the first time they did an actual fake trailer, I thought that was pretty fun. That was funny that you know they showed her, the product of her work with a fake movie. And they're like, yes, this is why you make the big bucks. Uh, so that was fun. I thought it was very funny when uh, when Kate Winslet was having her breakdown and deciding what to do. And her her internet search was vacation spots. Yes. Uh, that is the worst Google search. <laughs> well, it wasn't Google, I'm sure. But the worst internet search I could, I could think of. Uh, I thought that was very funny. I agree that the voiceover parts were, like, actively terrible um where <laughs> amanda's life is going terribly what is she going to do uh I, I like that they got it sounded to me 
inexpertly. Like they got the real guy yes, to do the voiceover sound... for that, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but the but the, having those in the movie was very bad. The most adorable characters in the movie were none of the leads. It was the ninety-year-old man Arthur and Olivia and Sophie, the two daughters. Yes, they are. They're great. You can't not love them. Yes, all of them were good on the extreme range of age. I, I looked up, um, I'm sure you probably already know this, this isn't a deep dive on the trivia, but uh, he was actually 90 when they made this movie. Like they said, he was 90 in the movie, and he really like turned 90 on set that was that's amazing to me. He was that so... is that's amazing to me too because I've already I've always sort of like comforted myself about him by being like he was playing up his age throughout, but like it's really cute that he really was that old. Yeah, he did a great job. Well exactly, done, so sharp. Like yeah, I, I my grandmother who is still alive is a hundred and one or yeah, hundred and one and a half Whoa. now. Whoa. Uh so ten years ago she was ninety. And so that's a while ago, but 10 years ago, she was not as sharp as that guy is. Could she, like, yeah, could she have filmed a full feature? Yeah, like, I don't think she could have no. done a movie across from a major uh, Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. I, yeah, those are, those are kind of my big things. I, overall, I thought, okay, here, here's some more. So, of course, like a big trend, I don't watch a lot of romantic comedies in general. I, I, know, I am aware of some of the tropes, but I don't experience them firsthand that often. Uh, one of them is always like, in any movie, essentially, there's a beautiful actress and she has the worst time in the world finding a guy. And that's always like very silly to me. Uh, and I feel like in particular, Kate Winslet's character at the start was like so hard. Like it, she really was hammering at home so much. Um, and it was it was slightly unbelievable, which it always is. And the other very unrealistic thing in all movies uh, is just how nice everyone's house is. And how loaded they were. And so I wanted to know, as a book agent, if you could tell me about the publishing world. Because uh, Jude Law was also just an editor. And he had a Land Rover and a mansion in England. Uh, and and the, the cottage was very adorable and well decorated. I don't think movie trailer cutters also make enough to get a Hollywood mansion. But maybe that's a separate issue. But can you tell me about the finance uh, side of the publishing industry and how realistic this movie is from that perspective yes so for sure he would not have that fancy of a house i think i've always assumed that perhaps um his wife was wealthy his dead wife um but also he talks about his mom being a high-powered editor and then that seems to indicate wealth and stuff too book twitter feels strongly about this universally really likes this movie um finds it laughable that he is a book editor and lives in a house that I think has a name at one point. I mean, it just, yes, his house is absurd. For yeah. That, that is too. Mention for sure. Yeah. Also, I mean, and what, and I seem like she, I feel like Kate's character also was like pretty loaded. I don't know. It was a, it was a cute little cottage, but uh, yeah, but she clearly has some money. So maybe they mm. came from family money. Perhaps that's the thing. I would say just to quibble for a second about one of the tropes is that I do think, I mean, obviously Kate Winslet is gorgeous. And so her being sort of like, do 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 like I can't find love. I agree about that. Except that I think that this movie frames it a little differently. I think a worse movie would be like, look at this poor sad sack of a woman who can't find love, and she's just pinned her hopes on a terrible guy. So she just Jasper. Has, yeah, Jasper. He's he's really bad, and she's just longing for him and has yeah. been. And so I do think that they. It's not just like, oh, look at this lovely person who can't find love. Yeah. She's she loves the wrong person. I think that is a fair 
response. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more like question about how the movie works on a fundamental level. Can you explain to me uh, how Jude Law doesn't lose his children? <laughs> he um, he obviously he kept secret that he had these two charming girls um, for the first times that he was interacting with Cameron Diaz, but then. He and he makes it clear that he routinely stays at his sister's house because he's too drunk to drive home. But then she goes to his house, and there are two girls there. There's no uh, like housekeepers or uh, babysitters. Uh, he, his wife is dead. How how does he take care of his children? He at the end of the movie, spoilers. Uh, they talk about New Year's Eve, and he says. I have the girls' New Year's Eve. It's like, who normally has them? There's no custody to split here, man. Like, who who are you sharing these children with? Who's taking care of them when you're too drunk to go home all the time? Can you explain how the children are cared for, please? So I think that he's not as drunk as the impression that he gives at the beginning, that it's just a sometimes thing when the girls are with either his parents or his dead wife's parents. And so it's not, I think... I hear you. I agree. They must have, I mean, he must have a nanny. Like, how does he work his job even, let alone sometimes drunkenly go out? I do think, I did notice in this one, because I sort of remembered that, like, the thing was, like, that was his one night out when he stumbles in and Cameron Diaz is there, that that was his one night out and forever because they were with his grandparents. But then he sure is meeting friends the next night at the same pub to have her be there. So I, that falls a little flat to me. I agree. My big, what I thought you were going to ask about was how long, how long is this vacation? Because I feel like the Cameron Diaz Dubois section, you could reasonably believe it's taking place in about two weeks, right? Which I think is how long they say it is Uh that they're on this vacation. Kate Winslet section, it goes from like, he's not responding. The charming old man is not responding to doing this night thing and has to walk with a walker to the night thing happens i guess on maybe christmas eve this like night with arthur albert or whatever his name is Uh uh and then he can walk without a walker and walk upstairs over the course of two weeks like she's there for like six months it feels to me yeah um so that's what i'm always struck by about like how much time is passing and what day is it really um but you know quibbles quibbles (laughs) not strong enough to be a top three or bottom three moment i tell you what uh, so another question, I, I, I've decided to try to add some form questions. So on a scale of one to ten Santa sleighs, Ooh. how Christmassy is this movie in your mind? Obviously, you closely associate it with Christmas. It's called The Holiday. It's about a house swap that occurs at Christmas. But like, as far as the movie itself goes, yeah. how, how Christmassy is it to you? Or holiday non-denominationally. Uh, four to five Santa sleighs, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I think that holiday and Christmas is the form, like, is the backdrop that sets it up. And there's some wintry scenes and some Christmassy decorations. But yeah, it's not that. It's not very Christmassy. Yeah, I feel like, like, it could have been, like, the summer holiday. Like, it, the, totally, the, yes. The mechanic I, is just that you were going to be out of the house for two weeks straight. Yes, and, and then they put some Christmas They put some Christmas and New Year's on either end of it. But, yeah. yes, completely. I agree. But that's fun. It's, uh, that's not, I don't have a problem with it. I don't require it to be, like, mm. shoving Christmas down my throat or anything like that. I will 
Uh, we'll we'll do a sandwich. I'll go. Good thing, bad thing, good thing, bad thing, good thing, bad thing. Sure. Um, so I'll say that the the first good thing, uh, is the old man. I love Arthur so much. He is uh so good. Every time he's on it, I think that the Kate and Arthur relationship is the best relationship in the movie, uh, better than the two romantic relationships. I agree that it seems like it takes place over the course of like a year and not two weeks, but he's a delight. She's a delight with him. I like, uh, you know, he, he's like, he loved his wife and everyone loved his wife and she's dead, but he's still a happy guy. He's very charming, very kind. And, and shows her all these great movies, and she grows to appreciate them. They do the thing. And I, I even, you know, pr- possibly gratuitous to include that much plot with him and the award ceremony and all that stuff, but I thought it went well. And so he is one of my highlights. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. I think he, and especially as you say, like, Kate and his relationship, that's that's the best part of the movie. And I'm very charmed, and I know the movie is too, and I know movies are always happy about movies about Hollywood but I'm very charmed by sort of the look at old Hollywood and the way they sort of go into it and I love the line about like I like I really like the line about like meet cutes that he said this was a nice meet cute and that they do have that really nice meet cute and then um also that when he says like you're playing the supporting character in your own life like I, I find that it's very pat but it's very um also charming to me I think that's like really sort of cool thing that I think a lot of romance movies have sort of taken. I think that's sort of a killer line that a lot of other places have taken and thought about. Yeah, I thought when they were, when she kicked uh, Jasper out after he came back to reconcile with her, after he's engaged, yeah, terrible he's, guy, Yeah, I thought that she was going to say, like, he's like, where is this coming from? Uh, and she was like, she said, I think it might be gumption. Yeah. Uh, and so it was gumption because that was another word that he uses a lot. But I thought she was going to say something about how she was like a leading lady. And I, the mm-hmm. gumption was definitely a better line. I was afraid that she was going to say like, I'm finally treating myself like a leading lady or something like that. So gumption was good. Glad they didn't say it. But I will say, uh, I during the course of my relationship with Jen, at some point she informed me of the existence of the phrase meet cute. I did not mm-hmm. know about it before she told me. It was several years ago at this point, but um, I just hadn't heard it before. And I wouldn't be surprised if she learned it from this movie. I learned it from this movie, for yeah, sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's like pretty, like, obviously, like, pretty movie Hollywood jargony. I don't think mm-hmm. you use it every day. So anyway, so I learned that from her years ago. And then I, that the, they met in the movie and I said, oh, that's a meat cute. And then like three seconds later, the old man said, it's a meat cute. That's and it was really cute. funny. Yeah. That so cute. <laughs> yeah. So he taught me indirectly years ago and I spit it back at him. So that was nice. There you go. What is a favorite thing for you to list? Um, for sure. They're the best. Um, I'm looking at. Yes. I have written down Kate and old man. They are for sure the best. Um, so I'll skip to another one. Which is, I really, I do really like, Jude Law is very attractive in this movie. He's very attractive. He's super sensitive. He's he cries like, so easily. He cries. I know that's a big deal. God, her, crying, her crying thing is probably also on my bottom. Um, just most things about her. But she. She's a category he's, for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's so, he's so attractive in it. And I think he's sort of a charming hero in this way and you know the charmingness of him really listening to her and then he's a great dad and so 
him is he is one of my top things in the movie and then for sure also that he does like mellow her out she her the moments where she is okay on screen are where they are together or they're interacting um and culminating in very cute when they're in the cute tent with the adorably cute british girls um and one of the little girls says the three musketeers and then he reaches his hand down to touch her hand because he knows that that means a lot to cameron diaz so that's a favorite there you go i learned that they did one of the trivia things i did i read the interview with the one of the two daughters um that's several years old from vulture her name is miffy engfield sure (laughs) the most british sounding name of all time uh so she was like six when they made this movie and they interviewed her years and years later kind of recently and she had a blast making it uh but yeah they did like the the children decorated the tent like a lot of the stuff in there was them making it um it sounded like quite a good time that's very cute yes be charming charming yes indeed Mm -hmm. uh she had nothing but praise for the stars and for the director um she really had a good experience I'm going to go to Bob. I'll just, since we talked about it already, I'm going to skip straight to saying Cameron Diaz. Aspects of Cameron Diaz uh, are among the bottom to me. I, so the two main things are the crying bit, mm-hmm. how she can't cry. They make it a big thing. She tries to cry multiple times and then she finally cries at the end of the movie and it's a big deal. And also um, the voiceover thing, just in general, like, yeah, just in general, her the the attitude of the character is grating, uh, but but the the crying and the voiceovers, I would say, are the two standouts for me as far as what I did not enjoy. How about you? Any weaknesses? You know, if there's no weaknesses, also besides Cameron Diaz, you can say that. I'm not um, going to force I... you to pick apart a favorite child of yours. <laughs> no, that's okay. I would say so. I think truly, all things Cameron Diaz take up a lot of spaces, and then I do think I some people really don't like. Uh, Kate and Jack Black getting together and sort of think that it is like, here's gorgeous Kate Winslet and they've spent all the power on the Kate and old man and so the the Jack Black relationship is lame. And I like it um, because I think that he's just, again, he's just like a really good guy and that's what she needs because of Jasper. She doesn't need a suave guy. She just needs a really good guy and he's sort of charming and funny and talented and um, I like it, but I do think that it's very rushed at the end and I think as her Kate does a great job of really keeping the movie sort of grounded while Cameron Diaz is going nuts and then I think she starts sort of overacting at the end in some way and her overacting corresponds to them just like rushing like they were in this sort of nice like will they won't they like they're friends is there more there and then all of a sudden at the show he's just like it's over with my ex-girlfriend's and let's date and they kiss like very lamely and like that's it and then they're sort of dating so i don't like how i think the movie ran out of time having spent six months with kate and the old man it ran out of time um on them and so that is a disappointment to me because i think it gives credence to the people who think that the that their relationship isn't a good one um because it's just totally rushed at the end yeah i i um agree like there's like Obviously, the other three leads are, like, particularly beautiful, and yeah. he is not. And so he does stick out, and also I agree that it is rushed. Like, they don't even, like, talk for the no. first huge chunk of time that she is in L.A., and then all of a sudden, like, sparks interest. So 
people complain about this, as you said on the internet. Uh, <laughs> so the other thing I read to try to glean some um, <laughs> some uh, trivia from was a, an interview with the director Nancy Meyer, who's very famous. She does lots of uh, romantic comedies, and she obviously loves Jack Black, and she wanted him in this movie. She wrote the parts essentially. Well, the the female leads, she wrote the movie for them. Uh, she wanted Jude Law, but wasn't sure if he would do uh, a romantic comedy because he hadn't done one before then. But I thought that her attempts to compliment Jack Black fell far short. I feel like it was just backhanded insult oh, again and again. Uh, so here's the interview with ComingSoon.net from 2006. Talk about casting Jack Black as a romantic lead. Yeah, I saw School of Rock and I just adored him. I thought he popped off the screen. He spoke to me as an audience member. I just thought, this guy is so great with these kids. That was a really hard performance. Great movie, and he was spectacular in it. <laughs> when I was thinking of this movie, I thought he was someone I would like to be a part for. Uh, uh, something I would like to be a part for. And I'm aware he's not Clark Gable. He's not tall, dark, and handsome, but he's adorable. He's lovable. It's my way of saying, this is the part that I think, it's my way of saying... This is the right kind of guy. This is what most guys look like if they're lucky. He's so adorable. And why not? Everyone has a heart and deserves to fall in love. And he should get a great girl. So I fixed him up with Kate Winslet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Even small cave trolls have hearts. He, he is human. You may look upon him as less than human, but he has a heart and deserves love. Therefore... Oh boy. Uh, there's also an 18-minute making-of documentary on YouTube from uh, approximately when the movie was released. And um, it, he essentially talked about, like, obviously, I love Nancy Myers. Like, she's the best. Like, definitely had to... And uh, I get I get paid to just stare at Kate Winslet all day. It's great. <laughs> and so that was cute. The, um, the scene where he... Which was not at all that memorable to me. I feel like he's very funny and does a good job all the time, obviously. But, like... Uh, one scene was where he had the accidental boob brush and he's like, Oop, ex- boob brush. Sorry about that. Uh, apparently that actually happened with him and Nancy Myers. And, uh, he said that like, uh, he, he apologized that way. And she thought it was so funny that she wrote it into the next scene for them. So oh, it wow. Really cracked her up. Uh, so, so there you go. So she just really liked him, but as like a cave troll that she realized was human. So, yep. And here is my first clip that i'm going to try to insert hopefully there's no copyright takedown here is an interview when jack black was uh promoting the release of the jumanji sequel in 2019 last question this is sort of a holiday film what would you say is your number one holiday film that you have to watch every year my favorite holiday film you know what it's got to be elf because once again john favreau I don't know if I'm saying it right. And Will Ferrell just knocking it out the park. I appreciate the humility. You could have said your own movie. Do I have a Christmas movie? Which one is mine? Oh, The Holiday. Obviously The Holiday. Nancy Myers, genius. Let's do this. There you go. I thought that was very funny. He forgot he was in that movie when he was being interviewed about Jumanji and Holiday movies. Or perhaps your point that it could have been like, insert... Any time of year into it. Yeah, anytime you have a long break. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah, that was very funny to me, so. That is funny. I'm sure he actually enjoyed it and, uh, you know, but didn't didn't make such a, wasn't so 
so much a cornerstone of his career in his mind Clearly. he jumped right out so i thought that was funny um but good job by you jack black i will go go ahead oh i was gonna say my final top part besides uh-huh. sort of like overall vibes of the movie um and i will i was i had it in mind and so i was really watching it and i will admit that they are a little dated now perhaps but my one of my top things is Cameron Diaz's sweaters in this are fantastic. Um, Jen mentioned how much you love her sweaters. And I do love up. her sweaters. And I do. And again, upon this watching that I really sort of was like stopping and watching it. Some of them read very early 2000s in a way that I'm sure if I actually like acquired these sweaters, I wouldn't be as in love with them now. Um, but man, they're all really cozy and just well taken care of. And the, the, <laughs> the sweaters are taken care of. The sweaters, yeah, she tends to those sweaters very nicely. <laughs> Depills them. I don't know what you're. They're, yeah, they're not pilled. You... <laughs> I guess they're new for maybe this movie. Okay, um, <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Uh, first of all, in response, I'll say probably if they look dated, that just means that in like one year they will be back in stock. Yeah, true. A, They'll just be back. back Great, thank you. Um, what do you think? Of um, Chris Evans's sweater in Knives Out. Do you, have you know anything? I love it. <laughs> okay, Obviously, good. I love it. But that, but that's classic. That also is never going to get dated because that's just like an old fisherman's yeah weave or whatever. And hers, but are it's skin dated. tight, and you have Captain America's body. It's yes, part and of, also part of the no appeal. pills. <laughs> <Yeah>. Also well, <laughs> well tended. Yes, a well tended sweater. I'm all here. I'm here for it. Do you have a deep pillar at home? I mean, I do, but I don't know that it. You know, it doesn't look. I do. Okay. How many I think it only works okay, I guess, is my thought. Not the we same. We have a depiller. It seems to work okay. You know what? Uh, anytime. <laughs> complete tangent. We have a depiller. Jen wears a lot of cardigans. Uh, but anytime, we're, like, for instance, Jen's mom is over either a sweater or one of the many, many knitted things in mm-hmm. our household that Jen's mom knit, she just uses her fingers and just pick, 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 pick. She's like, uh, she's cannot resist. She's a oh, maniac boy. for hand depilling with her fingertips and she's like look good as new but it's like a crazy thing she's cannot resist it's just like a moth to the flame if there's something that has any pilling to depill you to hang out yeah you just hang <laughs> out with her and she'll take care of you there you she'll go that's like, how just like stand in front of her and be she'll like, be like a remore like, thing yes. like clinging to a shark to clean it she'll just she'll be a parasite taking care of your your both get something out of it but there you go and i get a nice sweater so that's all i want exactly mm-hmm uh, so really, I've only said one of my top things, yes. technically. Um, so I will say also, my favorite scene was the hold, please, call, waiting sort of thing. Which, again, pretty dated at this point. Not a lot of uh, switching over calls, uh, but it was funny, and and Kate did a good job. So here's a clip! Okay. My brother wants to know how you are. Can you tell him that I'm good and that I'm just taking Charlie for a walk in the village? Um, what's he been up to, did he say? I'm not sure. Do you want me to ask him? Uh, sure. Okay. Hold, please. I can't believe that you have had sex with the woman staying in my house! (gasps) He told you that? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! I thought I was talking to Graham. Could you just hold, please? I'm terribly sorry. I can't believe you've had sex with Amanda. The one thing she asked me was, are there any men in your town? And I assured her that there were not. And then you meet her and immediately get into her knickers. Still me. <laughs> Bollocks! There you go. 
Uh, I thought that was a funny scene. She did a good job. And it was, you know, but it's like, it's like old technology by now, but I thought it was very good. Yes. It was funny. Somehow that scene adds to my timeline issues, though, because I'm sort of like, when did you last see each other, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law? But it is a funny scene, and I think Kate does a very good job. Yeah, it is unrealistic. Like, oh, I haven't seen him in so Yeah, long. right, like yesterday, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here is the broadest category complaint I have. Uh, this movie is two hours and 16 or two hours and 18 minutes long. Pretty long. <laughs> It did not need to be. I I feel like a lot of times, for instance, when we, uh, you and I specifically watch like Halloween movies or stuff, like you're, you're a very common criticism that you have of something is that it could be a little tighter. They could trim some things out and it's a book editor and you, you, you want it to be tight, keep moving. This movie super seriously needs some editing. There were a few extremely egregious examples. Obviously, in general, the stuff with Arthur was very long and... Uh, you know, added a lot of time, but I love Arthur so much. But here are the three seeds that were absurd to me. I will not play clips. Also, they're mostly visual, um, but the fact that they are way too long makes it for bad recording. Yeah, I believe in order of movie. Uh, the first one is when, for like two minutes, Cameron Diaz is having a staring contest with the dog for no reason. She just keeps making faces at him, and it it goes back and forth like a dozen times between the two of them. And I do not understand why it's in there and why it goes on for that long. Like it was almost like the Austin Powers peeing scene. Like it deliberately went on too long to like be unfunny and then funny again, but it did not actually succeed in becoming funny again. It was insane. The next one is the hookup scene, the original hookup scene with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, was just like an extremely protracted experience kept going on but the worst one probably is when Cameron Diaz is running from the limo back to Jude Law at the end (laughs) of the movie it's like three minutes long and she literally takes three different breaks to catch her breath on camera while running like happy 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 like smile plaster on her face and then just like leans on a fence it's like (sighs) happy 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 ready ready it just keeps going and going and going is unbelievable i cannot comprehend why it had to be done that way this movie is too long <laughs> i i do agree with that so those you have named the scenes that i that also bug me and i think in terms of tightness i think most of the other ones i'm sort of willing to forgive because i'm being charmed by jude law or i'm being charmed by jack black or i like Arthur or whatever it is like I'm sort of in the moment and it's okay even though I can sort of see like this definitely didn't need to be that long but definitely to me I would say like the opening scene of Cameron Diaz I would add to that list of just like make that tighter but what that her night of being like bored in the cottage culminating in the staring contest with the dog is absurd and way way too long and I know that her running at the end is supposed to be like she had to walk at the beginning and now she's running it, but she has to catch her breath. So she, is she really, I don't know exactly what it is, but like the walking at the beginning should have been shorter too. And so then the running could have been shorter. I agree. It does need a tightening. And for the most part, it doesn't bug me. But the parts where it does bug me all have to do with Cameron Diaz, which is why she is in my bottom tier <laughs> of things about this movie. Yes. Mm. Here's my last thing that i super enjoyed possibly the true highlight but i got more specific with each of them so okay it is, sure. it is perhaps the largest delight 
but the smallest detail. There are two separate scenes <clears throat> where someone in the service industry gave a very strong look to one of the characters in the movie, and they were hilarious both times. The first one was when Cameron Diaz was confronting her uh, boyfriend, I, I don't know, serious yes. significant other, uh, and she was asking him if she, he was cheating on her, and there's a guy like working outside, and uh, he looked at him, and he just like, Give a solemn, like, no, 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 don't do it. And that was very funny. Very subtle, very quick. Uh, it was yes. good. It made me laugh harder than almost anything else in the movie. Very good. Uh, and the other time was at the, the scene we just discussed where she's, before she leaves to make this insanely long journey to run back to Jude Law, um, the taxi, I mean, the, the, the chauffeur or whatever, the, the limo driver, gives her a weird look like you're insane because she keeps going through she because she has her cry scene you know so she yes. realizes she can cry and the guy gives like appropriately gives her a look like she's insane because she's acting insane and i thought that was funny so the two times that a service member person gave someone in the service industry not not, not military uh gave them a funny look for doing something weird that was my highlight that feels very nancy myers to me and i don't mm-hmm. i can't really speak to other specifics but i i do my impression of her besides like Great kit, like great kitchen, beautiful house, whatever. That's obviously a trademark, but I think she does those like funny sort of side moments that are sort of throwaway, but actually make it very human. Um, and yes, very funny. I also mm-hmm. like those moments, so that's Excellent. really good. Uh, the other uh, weakness. Uh, did you have another one? No, I'm done. Okay, uh, it's just Jasper super sucked. He was not. So yeah, he's supposed to be like the person that she should not have let herself fall in love with. Um, but he just, I mean, he's irredeemably terribly terrible. Uh, he he sucked. He was he flew again. How long is this movie? Uh, she's only there for two weeks, but he flies to L.A. to see her. Approximately two weeks after he got engaged, um, he, and uh, he super sucked. And uh, you know, I guess you have to have someone to hate. So it worked, I guess. But he he was lame. Those are my top Agreed. and bottom. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I really like um, how much this podcast is making you have to both talk about the holiday and then all the research you had to do into it. And this is like very amusing to me. I'm enjoying it. Well, I'm not going to just talk. <laughs> what do you want me to do here? Wait until <laughs> I talk about, I guess, Jingle All the Way for at least 45 minutes. We'll see which, what I can pick up about Which that. I watched it and I'm looking forward to that pod. I'd never seen it before. I haven't seen it yet. And now I have. Can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, the last bit of trivia I will throw in here to close out my side of the discussion is the... So it was for, with that... Um, with the interview with one of the daughters, again, played by the most British name that ever existed, Miffy Ingfield. Uh, she just had a, a very bittersweet story. So she was six when she got this role... She was, like, in and out of homelessness. This was her first real audition. She got the part. There were, like, 5,000 girls who auditioned for the two roles, I guess. She didn't realize how big of a deal it was at first. And then she started meeting all these celebrities. Like, the fourth and fifth round, uh, you know, auditions had uh, Nancy Myers and some of the celebrities and stuff. Uh, And it made it, obviously, had a big impact on her life. This movie's from 2006, and she was six years old then. So, you know, she's, like, in her 20s now. 
Uh, and she's like a like punk goth Instagram influencer, essentially. I don't know if she's still it. I guess she's doing a little acting here and there. Um, but she's like she's very uh, invested in Instagram. But uh, another thing that was funny to me is when she they they essentially re- shot the movie in reverse order. The first scene recorded was uh the holiday the new year's party with all of the leads in one and they said it was a great way to start the movie everyone got loose got to know each other and she said that so obviously so there's cameron diaz kate winslet jude law jack black and like the only person that she understood to be truly famous was jack black in that group like she was like wow jack black and obviously perhaps to the uh, to another audience, uh, you know, it would be more exciting to meet Kate Winslet or Jude Law. But I thought that was funny. They actually made the cottage from scratch in like two weeks. Um, it was fake and the garden was put in. It was it was actually in Surrey, but they just made a, a whole cottage and made it look really old and made the, the garden. Um, wow. But yeah. There you go. That's Those are my thoughts on the holiday. I like these facts. Thank you, Pat. Thanks You're for welcome. watching it. You're welcome. Thanks for selecting it and having this conversation. Any other thoughts? Nope. I think I'm going to uh, keep watching it. I'll love to watch it with these trivia things. And I'm really excited for um, – I got a sneak peek of the list of the other ones, and it's been fun to um, be pre- prepping for the other pods just to listen to and watch some fun holiday movies. And it's it's also – I also love to see – I'm very curious if the holiday is on other people's Christmas lists because – some of the movies that other people are talking about, a couple of them are absolutely on my yearly list and a couple, one I'd never seen and a couple I don't watch that often. And so um, it's just fun to see like what's in people's rotations. Yeah. I like my impression. I can't really, I, I never saw the holiday when it first came out, but like the current vibe on the internet to me from obviously going deep uh, for the purpose Clearly. of this, it kind of felt like maybe a pretty small fan base at first liked it a fair bit. Obviously a lot of people like Nancy Myers movies in general, but then just growing over time into becoming a staple. And so it's a, a vocal fan base at this point that yeah. has snowballed, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> over the past 15 years. But yeah, um, I, I, I think it has a loyal following, like a, some backlash initially, but like definitely the fans have won, I think. Is what we I won. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Congratulations on thank the, you. <laughs> I was I mentioned at the beginning before we recorded I had one quick uh parenting oh, yeah. anecdote. Um, it's not even a story, it's less than that. I just want to say, as you know, Jen and I really like board games. We and we're instilling some joy of playing board games in the girls, obviously more Lily than Kit so far. And so they like to play games. We have several behind me, uh outfoxed. Ticket to Ride, First Ride, or whatever it's called, uh, Candyland, Sushi Go, and Zingo are currently out. We also have Hiss with three S's, which is pretty fun. Anyway, we played Sushi Go tonight for the first time in a while, and I made a mistake. Here's my problem. Uh, so I was sitting... Sushi Go is one of those card games where you try to play cards to make points, it's kind of like if you've ever played Seven Wonders, where, where you have like military theme, but this is sushi right. themed, and so you're you're pa- you everyone has a, their own hand of cards to start with, and you pass them to the other players, and so you try to play whichever card that is currently in your hand to maximize your points. 
And of course, if you wanted to, you could try to block other people from maximizing their points. So I was sitting with Jen to my left. Jen and Kit were playing on one team. It is far too complicated for Kit to understand how to play. Um, and then Lily was next. So Lily passes to me all the time. I pass to Jen all the time. Jen passes to Kit, to Lily all the time. And so I kind of thought that obviously Jen was going to be the driving force for their choices because Kit doesn't understand any of the game. And so I was not trying to be uh, aggressive in the game, but at one point I played one card because I knew it would not help Jen score more points. But otherwise, I was trying to be normal. I was not trying to be cutthroat. But I accidentally crushed both of them. And Lily was so mad. It was a bad thing. I was not trying to be cutthroat, but it did not go well. And Lily was just... She, like, cried. She was, oh, no! <laughs> she's won before. Like, she's played legitimately well. Like, sometimes you can be screwed in that game. Like if you start a certain path and then you don't get the cards you need, then all that stuff you did was worth nothing pretty much. And so if you just choose wrong, then you can get no points. And so like I've played games, I haven't played it very many times, but I've played it before where Lily has killed us uh, because we're being kind of nice, but also she did a good job. This time it just didn't work out for her and she didn't do that well. And I accidentally played very well, not trying to be, you know, mean about it, but then she was just so upset. And so my moral of the story is definitely go even easier than you think. And also Jen was letting Kit choose like all the cards. And so <laughs> Jen, Jen made no sense and I should not have tried to block Jen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. You were playing against Jen and you forgot you were playing against also Lily and Kit perhaps. But I wasn't, no, I was aware of what Lily was doing. I was not trying to yeah. be mean to Lily. It just, yeah, just didn't work out for her. It was, bad. Oh, no. it was a bad time. I mean, and that's also why uh, they went to bed at like eight thirty instead of seven thirty because we took took a while to play. So, be well, that sounds when you're fun. I've, ne- I've never played that one, so I'll have to add it. We're getting we've gotten Hawthorne outfoxed for Christmas, so it's so good. We just actually Chris Jones and Kristen and Chris Jones's girlfriend Renna visited, and we all played outfoxed earlier today. So nice. I played two children's board games today. Look at you. Outfoxed Did you win that one too? Did you make that, your daughter cry? That that's time? a cooperative game, and we all won. Thank you very much. Well the done. box well, did not get good. away after stealing the pie. Very good. It was a very poor start. I know that everyone cares about the specific dynamics of how well the board game session goes, but it looked like things were pretty bleak at the beginning of the game, and we were not going to catch them, but then we really uh, accelerated and got it in the end. Well, congratulations to you. Much like the fans of the holiday. <laughs> Yes, started. snowballing. Yes, Everything snowballing. snowballing into it, just all working out. Fantastic. That's all I have. Well, Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas. Lovely chatting. Mm-hmm. Thanks for and, having uh, me. Thanks for coming on. Have a good night. Okay, good night. Bye, everybody.